Welcome to the Ozone. Hello and welcome to the Ozone. I'm your host, Jeff Hazard, Assistant Director of Athletics and Sports Information Director here at the college. And we are continuing again with one of our Hall of Fame inductee shows uh, for 2021 Hall of Fame induction class. And today is my honor and pleasure to welcome in uh, one of our inductees all the way from Florida, uh, remotely. And uh, why don't you welcome now Lee Aldrich, class of 63. Welcome, Lee. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, doing well. Listen, on behalf of the college and the Athletic Hall of Fame Committee, I'd like to congratulate you on your honor, certainly well-deserved. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate even being honored at this time. Yeah. Um, what does it feel like to now be a Hall of Famer? Very, very exciting. I had said to my, we have three three sons, and they were they were absolutely thrilled going back 62 years, yeah. which is a lot of years. It is. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's, um, two-sport athlete, uh, uh, number one tennis player for us, and also a standout defensive player for our men's soccer team. And um, why don't you talk a little bit about um, what it was like to, you know, play two sports, of course, why don't we, uh, how did you get to Oneana first? I know you and I have had some conversations and we've, I want to get some of those conversations here on the show today. So how did you come to Oneonta? Well, it was a very interesting thing. I was very good at math and science in, in high school and through, uh, I guess, counseling, they said you should be an engineer. So I applied to engineering schools and I was accepted at Clarkson, which is uh, upstate New York. And I was going obviously I knew that they had soccer and, and tennis there and I went up early and through my own truly stupidity um, freshmen couldn't play varsity ball and remember this goes back many years and I was very very disappointed so I took one semester there and I um, met a young man by the by the name of Keith Bundy and so happened to be, he was on my floor, didn't know him in the beginning, and he was transferring to Oneonta. And I said to him, really, what's Oneonta? And he said, well, it's a state school. And he said, they're starting a brand new math and science program next year in there. And I said, wow. And uh, his father was the director of admissions at Oneonta, Dr. Bundy. And that's how I got to Oneonta. Wow. Um, that's quite a story, um, and certainly we're glad that you did uh, come here. So when you first got here, um, you said that uh, Garth had not started as the coach yet. Who was the coach uh, for your first season? Um, McCann. Uh, uh, Hurley McLean. McLean, I'm Hurley sorry. Hurley McLean. Yes. He, yep. he was there for the first two years. Okay. And, uh, and then Garth came the last two years. Okay. And uh, your tennis coach was uh, G. Hal Chase? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was for, four, for four years. Okay. And I, I believe the program only started in 1958, Fif I think. Yes, yes. So you were right at the beginning stages of our, of our men's tennis program, which has enjoyed such a long history of success uh, for the last, you know, 60 years. Uh, we've been... it, got, it got better and better without me. No, yeah. <laughs> well, we had to start somewhere, right? But a player that's, like yourself. That's very true. I think there were only six of us that, that started in, 
in 59, wow. and 60, and then it, it went up to eight or 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't need, you only need six players for a men's tennis team. That's all we needed. <laughs> and we did fairly well. Yes, you did. You did. Um, so what was it like playing for both Garth and Jihal Chase? Well, Garth, Garth was an absolutely excellent coach and a leader. And he, to me, he elevated that program 100%. Um, and, and nothing, nothing against anything else. It was just a different intensity that he gave to the program. And I guess through the years, the program has has really exceeded what we did in you know in in the early years. Um, and then what about Jihal Chase? Everybody, very beloved man here. You know, we have a building named after him. I mean, what was it like to to play for Jihal? Excellent, really excellent. He, you know, with only six of us. It was kind of a, it was kind of a, very much of a family. You know, he tucked us under. Um, we never went on a bus. We went in a car or a van wow. to, to all the places. And, you know, he, he really was a very much of a father figure to us. And uh, um, tennis was something that you bring in the skill level yourself. And unless you have a coach who can raise that skill level and, um, I don't know how long he lasted after, you know, we we were through, but I assume that the level of tennis got much much better than than we had at that time. Right, and um, of course that was, um, you know, let's bring people back a little bit because obviously the campus is considerably a lot <laughs> different than when you were here. And actually, uh, I think you and I in our conversations, you said that there was really only one building on our campus where it is now and you you know old main is the place where everybody you know pretty much took all their classes and did whatever they need to do so give us a sense of what the campus was like the campus was very small obviously there were female dorms there we had a home economics building which the math and science program was housed in and in 19 i believe in 6061 the library was built and it was starting to grow but old main was everything um, most of the classes were at old main except for the math and science program and home economics program but everybody else was down there and we we walked from old main all the way up most of us uh of course remember too we were only i think we only had about 940 students at that time and I think the, the, the population was eight to one female over male. <laughs> wow. And none of the males were ever in dorms. We all had to find housing or live in fraternity houses, which I was very pleased to live in. Uh, one of my neighbors where I lived, uh, he was a member of SIGTAW, and they needed, they needed bodies yeah. to uh, live in the fraternity house. And he said, come on. This, why don't you live in the fraternity house? And I said, sure, no problem at all. But all the men either were, all the men lived off campus in right. housing um, somewhere somewhere in, in the city. Right. Uh, do you remember whereabouts you were situated, uh, where you lived? Right, right on the main street going right up to, um, right up to Old Main. Oh, and okay. I think, was it, I'm trying to think of the name of the street, Maple? No. Uh, yeah, well, Maple's one of the big ones that runs up through there. Yep, that's the street that runs right up to Old Main. Yep. And the, the Sig Taw House 
was about three or four blocks down because again you're going up the hill all yeah <laughs> and and the sorority houses were across the street arathusa was at the top alpha sig was across from the sigtaw house i don't even know if they're still there or not right um well it certainly has changed in that area too uh, obviously you know when the old main burned down this you know that time uh or you know so they have uh, apartment complex they call it the old main apartment complex so they kept kind of the name uh and just built some uh apartments there oh that's fabulous because we spent probably 99 percent of our time in in the uh the cafeteria there in in old main right and that's where we did our studying in fact we we started because of the math and science program which started in 1959 the secondary math and science program there were six of us that started a um a study group and uh i i believe we started with about 90 students and i believe we only graduated about 15 out of the program at that time wow um so now you're you have an interesting uh, story as well about uh, when you were a uh, child or whatever, you actually uh, had polio. Mm -hmm. And, I was... yep, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because obviously when people think polio, you know, they think, you know, physical problems, maybe can't do things, and yet you hear you do, you become a two-sport athlete in college, and, and obviously now you're a Hall of Famer, but maybe talk a little bit about that, um, you know, when you were a child. Well, I was four and three-quarter years old, and... Uh... I guess they, everyone said, you know, stay away from water, et cetera, et cetera, at that time. And um, all of a sudden, my right limb, my right leg started to go, and I was placed in St. Charles Hospital for approximately four months, and they did a lot of water therapy with me. And it really, um, in that hospital, it, it was, they had iron lung people, they had people that were, were completely paralyzed, um, and I was, thank the good Lord, I was very, very lucky that it's only in my right leg. Um, and I recovered, and they told me, exercise, exercise, exercise. Now, again, I was four and a half, so as I grew up, um, my mother and father, you know, pushed me to do all kinds of exercises, you know, playing baseball, the league baseball, and until I got into the sports and playing tennis. And uh, what went through that, I was fine. I exercised the daylights out of myself. I was a lifeguard on, 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 uh, on the Atlantic Ocean in Islip, Islip, town of Islip, captain of the guards over there. So really, it, it didn't bother me at all. As time went on, um, I'd be, I was running and I was 45 years old and at that time i kind of was running like a wounded duck and you know i can kind of laugh at it at this point and i go up and you know my foot would slap 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 uh -huh. on the pavement and of course at that time i went to one of the one of the polio experts and what i have is what you call post polio syndrome which is the atrophying of the, all the muscles in my right leg uh -huh. and uh I, I guess when I was 58, 57 and a half, 58 years old, um, they had told me when I was 45 and taking all the tests and doing that, um, that I would decrease anywhere from three to five, three, four, five percent every year. 
So at 57 and 58, I figured, well, I've already decreased quite a bit. Um, I don't think I'm going to be walking at all when I'm 65, 70 years old. And through whatever, thank the Lord for that, I am still walking. Um, yes, I am limping. I can't go down a hill. I have trouble walking up a hill. I have, I almost like a wounded, real, a true wounded duck walking down a hill off the greens. Right. But I'm still playing tennis, two, or rather golf, two or three days a week. And uh, I go to therapy a couple of times a year, you know, sessions of therapy, because I it, it affects your back when you don't walk correctly and when you limp. Right. And uh, I'm just lucky it has not decreased the three to five percent. Yeah, well, it's certainly uh, remarkable, remarkable, and we're so happy that you're, you know, that you're who you are, where you are, and, and you look great. I mean, you look great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, you went on, uh, you became a math uh, teacher. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your professional career and where you spent it and how many years you were there before you finally decided to retire and move to Florida? Well, I started in Hop Hog Union Free School District on Long Island. And I was a math teacher there. I taught math seven through 12. And the third year that I was there, no one wanted to be math chairman. So I said, <laughs> I raised my hand and I said, I will. And this is really going back to Garth Stam and the school itself with the leadership skills and the time on task. And, you know, when you play two sports in, in college and you also in a fraternity, you also want a social life, you also are in a, in a team of of six individuals for for study, um, it teaches you a lot about time on task. Right. And uh, I said, okay, I'll do that. And at that point, I uh, became the math chairman. And a couple of years later, this was 1963, this was 66, so they became the math chairman and of, of just the seven through 12. And then what they did is the school expanded and uh, they opened a brand new high school and I became director of math there. And at that time, um, one of the principals uh, was in a very serious um, accident coming down from upstate New York. He was, he was uh, um, going back and forth and uh, the assistant principal asked me if he was assuming the principalship, if I would assume not only director of math, but also the assistant principalship. And I said, yes at that time. So crazy, I did it. Yeah. Um, very difficult. Um, and a couple of years later, um, I decided to move on. And I moved up and up to uh, Lafayette, where I was the middle school principal uh, for, for five years up there. And that was very interesting because there was a very large Indian population, Yandag Indian population was up there. And uh, it was a very, very, and Bob Shea was the um, district principal at that time, a lovely, lovely, lovely man. And it was an incident when you learn things. Um, there was a problem on the bus from the Indian reservation. And um, so I went down to the reservation and met with the chiefs and they said, no problem, we'll take care of it. No problem at all. Next day, no problem. There were, there were problems on the bus. Next day, there were problems on the bus. One of the uh, young ladies came up to me and said, you're meeting with the wrong people. Meet with the squaws. I said, okay. Went down, met with them. Not a problem on the bus again. Wow. So you learn things in life, right? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who the you know who the bosses are. Yeah, <laughs> a true leader, <laughs> right? You know, you know where to find yeah. the right answers. Yeah. Yeah, and and from there, I in 1975, I went to North Syracuse Central School. Um, there was a middle school there that had uh, 1,600 kids in the middle school, and uh, at that time, in 1981, uh, the superintendent came to me and said, "Would you like to run?" Cicero North Syracuse High School. There were two high schools there, North Syracuse High School and Cicero North Syracuse High School. I said, sure. So I started there. A year later, we were combining schools. So I became the principal of both Cicero North Syracuse High School and North Syracuse High School. And then a year later, the schools combined into uh, Cicero North Syracuse High School. Wow. And I was there from 1981 80, to 97. Wow. That's. Um a, quite an accomplished career um, and really like just training here. I mean, uh, like how do you attribute your ability to move up that way and, and maybe, you know, talk about how your education here, because uh, you didn't go to school to study to be a principal, you know, no, or a superintendent or, you know what no. I mean? Like you didn't do that. So how do you think that your experience here at Oneonta, uh, being a two-sport athlete, uh, helped you in that regard? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting, not only a two-sport athlete, but the, the people who were at Oneonta at that time. Um, I met, I met playing, playing ball, you meet people from a rural area, but I mean a real rural area. You meet also people from the urban area. You also meet people from the suburbs. And you, you get a sense of feeling that everything is different. You've got to do different things with different people and you've got to deal with different people. And even, even professors, I, I, the professors were outstanding. They really were. We had a, a math professor by the name of Dr. Rush, who I believe was chairman of the math department at that time. You ever needed help, he was always there. You know, his office hours were open. They were there. You, you just learn from so many different people uh, in, in, in not only in the sports, but also just meeting people in, 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 you know, having coffee. And that's where we, we spent most of our time. But the sports athlete, uh, the sports aspect for Gus Stan, as I said to you before, the leadership skills that he provided were outstanding. He gave a lot of confidence in you. He also said, look, we, got, we can do this. Um, I know Laddie Decker was the goalie for, for yeah. us for three years, and he was inducted, I believe, 1999? Yeah, he was one of the first classes, yep. Yeah, and he, he graduated a year before I did, and he was a three-sport guy. And uh, you learn a lot from people who were there. You know, you're there the first year. He's been there two years. And so he, he said to me one day, because I was playing fullback at that time, he says, look, I don't want any balls back here. I don't want to catch anything. It's your responsibility to make sure they don't. Well, right. I messed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I messed up. Many got back to him, but he was he was an outstanding person. But you know, you, you get to that point where you learn from all the people that are around you. Right. And and this is the this is the thing you bring through life. Yep. Um, certainly, um, you know, certainly a treasured moment. Uh, you know, for you know, during that time. Are there any other memories that kind of stick out for you uh, during your time as a undergraduate? Yes. Um, one, one interesting thing, 
you talk about a small college, right. and, and it really was a small college. You probably knew, oh, I don't know, maybe 40% of the, pe the people that were there. The library, as I said, was being built or built in, in I, I believe it was 6061. And the, the, the building was built, it was done, and all of a sudden there was a, there was a note out from the college, and I think Netzer was the um, Royal uh, Netzer, right? He was yeah. the, um, uh, the he was the man. He right. put he out was, a note and right. he said he was the president at that time, and he said, "We're going to try to move every single book from Old Main up to the new library, and we would like every single person to help." And he contacted all the sports teams, all the fraternities, all the sororities, uh, all the, profess the professors, and even the town. And what we did is we formed a chain and a book in Old Main, and it was passed up the entire hill from person to person to person and was shelved. <laughs> and every book was moved in one day. Wow. <laughs> and that's what a small school, that's what a, what, you know, those are, those are the kind of reflections that you never forget. Right. Never, never, never forget. Right. Now, um, uh, we have a couple more. Uh, do you have, um, do you remember Dick Burr? Yes, I do. Uh, he was a couple years before you, uh, possibly, but he's in our Hall of Fame as well. He's still around. He comes to every single game on our campus. That, that's interesting. Was, was he on part of the committee? Yeah, he's on the Hall of Fame committee as well as uh, Vince Fody Sr. Do you remember Vince Fody Sr. at all? No, I, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, he was a couple years even prior, but he's, you know, he worked at the college for many years as well, uh, became dean of students. Um, but Dick Burr was our director of admissions, and uh, he Again, him and his wife come to every single home game. I mean, he, he could tell you the history of this college better than I can because he's seen the last 60-some-odd years or whatever, and certainly he remembers who you were. Um, well, that's, that's fabulous. And he was in a different fraternity, yeah. and we still got along. Yeah. But everybody got along. This, yeah. It was the interesting part of everything. <laughs> well, uh, as we move towards the end of our conversation, I just want to uh, put it out there for you. Is there anybody that you'd like to thank? Well, Garth Stam is, as I said to you, is, is someone who I who really, and I, I know you had told me that he passed away three, four, five years ago. Uh, he passed away within the last two years. In the last two years. Uh, an outstanding, outstanding coach. And you, you learn so much from coaching, especially when a coach involves you in some of the decision making. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that's really a, an interesting thing. The other th the other two were Dr. Rush, who was the um, chairman of the math department. There was also a, a Dr. New, who um, was he taught biology and he taught conservation. Yeah. Because in those days, you had to take a listing of courses. There weren't the electives that you had to take. I even had to play a flutophone. Wow. <laughs> and you can and you can laugh at that because I didn't play it very well. Wow! But you had to take you had to take all the we had to take an art course. We had a lot of stuff. So it was a diverse 
um, background that you came from, which is, which is very, very interesting with that. Right. But uh, there was also a, a, a young lady, I say young lady at that time, um, who was, I believe she, her name was Dean, she was Dean of Students, Peg Boffman. She was very, very involved in the campus and met with her many times in a good stead, not in a bad yeah. stead. <laughs> but she, she, was, she was really interested, and she, of course, did all the freshmen, um, and I was involved in that, you know, getting involved and bringing in the freshmen to make yeah. sure that they, you know, stayed in school and counseled a lot yeah. of the kids that, that were there. So she's, she's another one that, was, that, was, that I felt was, was very much involved in my years of, of being successful. Right. Well, um, again, once again, I want to congratulate you. Uh, congratulate, oh, geez, maybe if I can talk. Uh, congratulate you on your honor of being inducted into our Athletic Hall of Fame. Um, so at this point, I just well, want to have... I, oh. Can I say one other thing? Yeah. There's, there's one other absolutely fabulous, fantastic thing that happened to me okay. at school. I met a young lady there. <laughs> or maybe she met me. I don't know which one it was, okay? Um, she graduated from Oneana, and um, we've been together 58 years. Wow. And that's probably the most fabulous thing that ever happened to me. She's kept me on the, the narrow path, um, and sometimes I get off it, and um, she brings me back to reality. Wow. And, um, you know, we have three kids. We have three grand, three uh, men who are in, in um, Boston and uh, Syracuse and uh, Chicago. We have three daughter-in-laws, and we have nine grandchildren, of which one has graduated college. Uh, three, four more, four more are, are in college, and that leaves four more coming along the way, and a junior in high school. Wow. So that's that's probably the the, the I, I got to say it, it's the best thing that ever happened to me at school. Wow, and we certainly are happy for you, and and certainly to spend that many years with uh, with someone is is tremendous, and to have a loving family, and and certainly we know that you know it's just a great thing, and and that we're glad that Oniana was part of that. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it was it was the whole part of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it started. And if you want to read the sign behind me, can you read that? Yep. Yep. All because two people fell in love. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's really, that's, that's the whole key to the thing. It really is. Yep. All right. So the five questions we have here. Uh, having a little fun. What's your favorite meal? Boy, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, there you go. American classic. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie. African Queen. Oof. Uh, yep. no, no one said that before. Uh, that's the first time. Well, that's old. Yeah, that's I know. <laughs> that's going way back. That was the first one I saw. Yep. Uh, what's your favorite uh, music? My favorite music. Country and Western. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, who's your favorite athlete all time? My favorite athlete all time. Oh, wow. Um, Peyton Manning. Wow, okay. 
A uh, place that you would most like to visit? Tahiti. Tahiti, okay. Um, all right, so that's what we got. We got five questions. Uh, so thanks again. We had a lot of fun. It was great to see you. And, and um, you know, like I said, as we get closer to June, I'll be sharing more information about, you know, particulars and stuff. But we certainly look forward to that time. Okay, thank you. And clean up my language, will you please? Yeah, I don't think it was very bad. Um, so, well, you enjoy the rest of your day, Lee, and uh, certainly have a great holiday season. You too. You All too. Right. Happy holidays to you. All right. Take care, Lee. Enjoy. Bye. Enjoy your day. You too. Take care. Bye. Yep. Well, Lee, once again, I just want to congratulate you on the honor. And certainly, um, you know, we look forward to uh, finally actually meeting you in person in June when we welcome you back during Alumni Weekend, um, you know, to be able to officially unveil your plaques and, and congratulate you in person. Well, I hope to be there. Well, we certainly look forward to it, Lee. And uh, I want to thank you again uh, for joining us here on the Ozone. And just a reminder, you can watch the video portion on our YouTube channel, and you can download the audio portion uh, to your smart devices to listen as a pod uh, podcast at any time. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Ozone.